good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut. He need cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local, national, and native news and events, and uh, a lot of news and a lot of events. And, you know, we're still here. We are the seventh generation. And, you know, native issues are human issues, Chujunk, and human issues are native issues. Yes, you are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by JS Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul. Only the good stuff keeps us awake. I am awake. Hey, a lot going on. We, we're going to have our friend Allison Wachau on uh, in a little bit and talking about her work as a Met Council uh, Twin Cities tribal liaison. And I know she just jumped on and did that, but she's uh, hit the ground running. I've seen she's uh, visited some tribes here in Minnesota and uh, has never been to a couple of them and how beautiful their reservations are in the area that she lives. So we're, we're going to be excited to talk to her. But at first, uh, maybe we can talk a little about a little news here. I, I was just uh, noticing I was at All My Relations this afternoon and there was a couple things I noticed, Haley. One of them yeah. is there is a, a review in The Circle, uh, the news from Native American Perspective, the, a magazine called The Circle, about uh, a new book about Ho-Chunk removal and exposed ethnic cleansing in Minnesota. And it's a great article, and I'll probably quote from it a little bit later. And I know we got uh, New Native Theater has Bear Grease coming March 2nd through the 9th. Um, and the it's really fun. They have the whole different bunch of uh, 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 things that they're supporting that night, like uh, Rock Your Mocks Night. And I, I always have to put, like, supports in my mocks now, Haley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got those bad feet. Well, I know, um, yeah, well, <laughs> I know Bear Grease is only going to be having six shows, and I, I think one of their other theme night nights is Auntie Night, which sounds really fun. Um, but definitely get those tickets while, while they are still, you know, not sold out because six shows, that'll go quick. It's the Gremlin Theater, uh, on 550 Vandalia Street, Suite 117. It's a great theater. I've been there before. Uh, the one I like here is March 2nd is Elder's Day. And that must be a Sunday because it's a 2 p.m. show and us elders, you know, mm. can't stay up at 730 for the other shows. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby elder. I can stay up a little later, but I'm not a true elder, but I am an elder according to my tribe. Native uh, Bling Night, uh, and then Fun. also uh, Youth Day and 1950s costume contest because uh, Bear Grease is based on the the play Grease and the music right. Grease. Yeah. So yeah, I got. I definitely have to go see this one. I'm a big Grease fan myself. <laughs> Are you gonna? Did you watch Grease a lot? Do you were you a big fan of that movie? You know that was just like uh, in the beginning of me being really cool and not watching movies like that. I think it came out nineteen eighty. Does that sound right? And I, I, was, I would not know. And I was uh, already out of high school, so I was too cool for those kind of musical things. You know, I was yeah. into Road Warriors and things like that, blowing up stuff and, mm -hmm. and just being mean and beaten. You know. Rocky came yeah. out and all that stuff, you know. Oh, okay. But you guys were you guys were still probably smoking cigarettes in the bathroom at school way before they were doing it, right? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we had a lounge, uh, a smoking lounge in my high school. We could smoke in the Oh my lounge. gosh. Yeah. Well, things were much cooler back then, you know. I remember, well, I remember a lot of things I shouldn't probably talk about here on national radio, but uh, right. yeah, we had a smoking lounge and we could also smoke in between our classes. So we had five minutes to have a cig. And, wow. Yeah. So just so uh, if you weren't of age, you couldn't smoke in the school, but I think if you were 18, you could go into the smoking lounge. 
Mm. Well, times have definitely changed. It wasn't the teacher's smoking lounge. I just want to be clear with that. Just for the students, students only. We were chilling. (laughs) There was couches in there and everything. It was the day, you know. We were, we were chill. We were wow. It sounds like a work break room or lunch room or something. Well, school was work then, you know. You had to to walk to class. And I remember the computer class I took, uh, Haley, was you had to call a number. And then I don't know even if you as a Gen Zer know what I'm talking about. But the phone we had to put in these suction cups and it went to the University of Minnesota and got onto their server. And this is like 1978, 79. Wow. No, I knew nothing about that. And it was a big big, uh, typewriter. And... The uh, memory was like ticker tape. So it was taping out all this memory, but it was punched through like uh, ticker tape, you know, like uh, a paper. And okay. you need okay. to, to get back and look at what you were doing. It was punched in some weird holes, and I don't even know how you'd be able to read it. But uh, I was uh, copying uh, Jill Tierney's uh, assignment, uh, and she helped me out and. Jill ended up being uh, Joe Maurer's aunt. <laughs> so, oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you're old, you, you have all these connections. And, well, you're not that old. You have a, a Minnesota twin connection, too. I do. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, shout out to your friend Jill. That's That was really nice of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I hope she's not listening. But, uh, yeah, graduated high school, didn't fail a class, and. You know, we had those really rigorous courses like underwater basket weaving and... Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you failed? No, I didn't fail class at all. It was like, I was okay. I was down. I was definitely well, down. But when I, when I went back to college and looked at my, uh, you know, looked at the classes I took, I went, wow, how did I graduate with these classes? <laughs> mm, yeah, well, that's the trick when you're in high school and you got to get all of your... Um, credits, the required ones done, and then your senior year is just all the fun ones. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you know, there's other things going on here other than my uh, alleged high school career. What else do we got going on here in the Twin Cities? Yeah, well, speaking of fun things, we have NAC, Native American Community Clinic. Uh, here in Minneapolis, they are having another full moon ceremony this month, which will take place today, actually at 6 p.m. out at 2495 18th Avenue South. And um, they ask you that you please just wear a long shawl, skirt, sarong, or sheet. Again, the full moon ceremonies are for our relatives who identify as female or femme. Yeah, definitely. Those those are good to, to know about. And, uh, you know, there are some stipulations, of course, like what you mentioned, uh, you need to... I, I remember, too, and you might not remember this, Haley. I don't know where you were at. You were younger. Uh, but when Standing Rock happened um, and uh, the Dakotas uh, fighting against uh, the pipeline, they asked everybody to wear a skirt. And I don't know mm. if you see pictures out there. That was just... Uh, part of the you know ceremonial um you know acknowledging uh that it was uh standing rock uh tribe and i know wendy wore a wore a skirt too and uh that yeah. was you know if you see the pictures of her during that it's just uh, one of those things that uh mm-hmm. out of respect yeah well and it's always fun to wear a ribbon skirt and, and show off your creation or someone yeah. else's beautiful creation there's a lot of great designs out there um another full moon ceremony happening tonight if you can't make it to minneapolis they are the american indian family center is hosting a full moon ceremony it will be taking place at the Bowen conservancy savannah center out there at afton minnesota uh same thing it will be a potluck uh please bring a dish to share um yeah, a lot of cool um, ceremonies going on. We love the full moon ceremonies and, and our grandmother moon. Wow. And what is, what is uh, you sent me this AIFC. Uh, what does that stand for? That is um, American Indian Family Center. And so they look like they have a lot of uh, men things too going on here. Yeah, yeah, that's part of their calendar. I know we just have about 30 seconds left. Um, oh. But they do have a men's... Um, what was that? They have a men's. Um, Let's see a regalia uh, making workshop. I could. Uh, yeah. Into that. Saturday, so tomorrow from twelve to four, American Indian Family Center, boys oh. to men regalia making workshop. Wow. 
That's crazy. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio, and we'll be uh, right back after this short break. Stay with I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month right here on AM 950. Hey, it's Patrick. February is the month for love. So when's the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? If your carpet hasn't been professionally cleaned, you are breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, and germs that keep recirculating again and again and again. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms Zero Resified starting at just $119 and a free hallway. And don't forget Dirt and Dander's favorite hiding place either, your air ducts. This month, take $75 off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. Call Zero Res right now or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the AM950 special. If you're a business owner, protect your employees and customers by getting your business Zero Resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Backward or forward spells the same. Zero Res. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we have our friend Allison Wako on, and she is uh, now uh, the liaison uh, for Met Council in the Twin Cities, a tribal liaison. And we're really excited first to have you on and, and talk about what's going on, but also, you know, let our listeners what your job entails. And I know you just got this job and I see you're like really excited and uh, you're visiting uh, nations. And, uh, and so uh, welcome, Allison. Oh, thank you. Sorry, my, my um, volume wasn't working. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. I'm uh, I thought I could. I heard you initially, and then it, it kind of dipped out. I'm sorry. No problem. Hey, it's live radio, and we're all uh, you know we're all live here. Hey, what I was just saying is, I'd let our uh, our audience know what about your new job. And I know you've just uh, recently got this job, but I see you're traveling around and really excited, and you have updates for us. And uh, let our audience know what uh, tribal liaison is uh, for the Twin Cities uh, Met Council all about. Um, well, it's a brand new position. So Met Council has never had a tribal liaison before. And it started actually with um, the Minnesota Indian Affairs, um, one of their quarterly meetings, they, the, the chairman's um, and chairwoman uh, advised that the Met Council have a tribal liaison. And so it started from, from MIAC actually, and um, it progressed from there, had um, the governor's office involved in MIAC in my um, interviews. And um, it's been really great. It's a new position. So I, I, we're kind of creating it from the ground up. And one thing that I really like is that Met Council has um, placed me with regional affairs. So um, I feel like that's a really great position for tribes to be placed in. Um, as far as the Met Council goes, the Met Council is huge. So I'm finding, I'm learning a lot. Um, 
We do a lot of wastewater treatment. We do parks, we do housing. And of course, uh, everybody knows Metro Transit. So there's a lot of components to Met Council that I'm learning. And it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty big entity. I was really excited that you got that job. I know there was, uh, we oh, were talking a little bit as, uh, as friends uh, off the camera about, uh, or off the radio show about that. That was really cool. I wonder if you could uh, also explain to our listening audience what MIAC is. I know, I know we yeah. know, but I'd like them to know too. Yeah, the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council is, um, I guess it would be similar to other states' uh, tribal um so it's they run the they really support the tribes or the ones that that are active in in Minnesota Indian Affairs Council. Um, I don't uh, Upper Sioux doesn't participate with MIAC, which um, they opt out, but they do uh, a lot of uh, our how Met Council works with MIAC a lot of times is with um, uh, the archaeology. Uh, kind of component of it all. And um, recently we had um, a pipe that was close to a sacred site, a sacred area. And so we have to work with MIAC to get approval to then fix the pipe that, you know, and there's, uh, so really I feel like MIAC is um, an entity here in Minnesota that really supports the tribes and and then government cities counties um in the work alongside the tribes that they'll be doing you know i follow you on facebook and you are just at one of the reservations uh, up north and yeah. first time there can you tell our audience that uh, you you seemed uh like you're really excited to go back and that you really uh like the area can you talk a little bit about that experience part and that being part of your job Sure. So um, I'll probably expand on that a little bit. So I, I moved here from my reservation, Menominee Reservation in Wisconsin, and it just feels really good. And and, and Minneapolis now is home, but um, I it's so nice to get out of the city. It is. It's the cleaner air. It's just, um, and, and it, um, so I've been so far, I've been to Lower Sioux, and um, Malax and now Boys Fort. So in my two months time, I've already been able to visit three different reservations or communities. And um, it's really exciting. I just love it. I love working, being able to work with tribes directly um, and support them in their work and their goals and priorities. Um, and it, it's just been Boys Fort. I've never been I went um, maybe in Michigan. I was that far north, but it, it it's just really beautiful. It was really nice. And then their casino has this little steakhouse inside. I don't know. Some folks may may or not have been there, but it's really good. And <laughs> so it's just nice to to get out and and see different places and experience those things. And it was really nice that um, the chair of the Met Council attends the the Indian Affairs Council meetings. And so he was up there as well. Um, and and it's nice that MIAC does this so that our, our um, leadership can also visit the reservations and, and see and really connect on, the, on that level too, which is really nice. Yeah, so it sounds like you're finding your jam, and I and Allison, yeah. I know you from the community here, and just being uh, with your former job here in the in the Twin Cities, just being in the community all the time and being active, and this seems like just a nice natural progression and next step for you in your career. I think so too. I'm really enjoying it, and it combines. Um, I've. I was talking with someone recently and, and they said, have you ever not worked for um, your community or your people? And I said, no, every single job I've ever had since college or even in college um, has been um, either, you know, on my tribe or um, the native community. So I, I, I really enjoy it. It's my passion. And so I'm really lucky to, to continue that on, on this in this position as well. 
So what what is, uh, and again, it's a short time, and uh, we were looking back at the history when last time you were on the show, and it wasn't that long ago. And uh, what is what has surprised you uh, in this short time uh, in, in your new job? What has uh, been a, like a pleasant surprise? It's been really nice to see the staff really committed to working on sovereignty, acknowledging it, um, and taking it to heart. I think it's really easy to, um, to just not want to work with tribes or the native community. Um, and, and it's just wonderful to see so many staff I've been, every staff member that I've met so far has been committed to doing everything in a good way. And they had some bumps in the road before I came on and it's nice to see that they're learning from those instances and um, willing to make changes. Um, they are starting a land acknowledgement. Well, they're uh, calling it a land, water, and people acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And that that started with, um, it, it maybe have been mentioned with Council Member Littlegren when he was on your show um, some time ago, but um, we're really coming together, and that was one of the things that Chair our Chair Zelly is is supporting and working forward. But we're um, bringing a council together to really get advice on what kind of action items are going to be coming out of it. Um, and it's wonderful to see that they're putting funding alongside it, which is nice. Um, and. So we'll see like how this year plays out. And um, but it's been really, really awesome to um, come work for alongside staff that that understand. And I have a wonderful boss that um, gets it, you know, and I, so you don't have to do all the background of, yeah. of of explaining everything and the reason why you're doing it a certain way. So it's been wonderful. That's awesome that uh, the Met Council has uh, has become, I guess, a pretty progressive council. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's political or whatever, but the, just what you're, what I'm hearing is sounds really, truly progressive and uh, and opening to everything. I'm really interested. Uh, maybe when we get back, we can talk a little bit about this. But I, I never heard of a water acknowledgement along with a land acknowledgement and a people acknowledgement. I wonder. Yeah. It'd be interesting to hear the definitions of that because. That, that sounds really cool that, uh, uh, you know, water is a moving, breathing, living thing. And uh, it's great that that's put in some sort of acknowledgement, too, with uh, the work you're doing in the uh, and with the Met Council. Yeah. Happy to talk more about it. Well, so I think we got a break coming up, right, uh, Haley? Yeah, just about a minute. Oh, OK. So uh, let's see. Should I sing something here for the next <laughs> Yeah, you don't want me to sing. (laughs) Haley's a good singer. What do you got for us, Haley? Oh, well, don't make me blush. (laughs) No, I'm very average. Well, hey, we'll have to have a karaoke party soon. Hey, we're with Allison, and uh, she's a tribal liaison to Twin Cities Met Council and really excited to hear her insight and input. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking more here in a little bit. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. Presents I'm Awake. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. 
Hi, I'm Rachel Shamblot. My dad is Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. A lot of people are afraid of the dentist, but you don't have to be. My dad makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. He won't be mad if you haven't seen a dentist in a long time. He just wants to take care of you and your teeth. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient self-serve and prepackaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale, local community food producers whenever possible. More at Seward.coop. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that porch swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner. And that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself so you can save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories, your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making home affordable, a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. Call 888-995-HOPE today. That's 888-995-HOPE. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Do you want a fast way to save money? It's easy with Rudy Luther Toyota. Start with the Luther Advantage card. With every new and used vehicle purchase, you'll get three years of ten cents off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores, as well as discounted Works car washes for only six dollars. Plus, the Luther Advantage card gets you other benefits too. See their website for details. And Rudy Luther Toyota wants to buy your used vehicle. They'll ensure a great offer. Go to RudyLutherToyota.com for the details. Saving money and getting you a fair price is easy with Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of three ninety four and one sixty nine in Golden Valley. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Tonight, clear with a low of 19, and Saturday, cloudy with a high of 45. Vinaigrette can add the perfect complement to your next home-cooked meal. Taste test their wide selection of oils and vinegars, and they'll bottle it for you right on the spot. Vinaigrette is located at 50th and Xerxes in South Minneapolis. Check them out at vinaigrettemn.com. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by All My Relations Arts and their current gallery exhibit Okizi in partnership with the American Swedish Institute, running now until April 13th at 1414 East Franklin Avenue, Minneapolis. Yeah, awesome. I was just there again today and uh, it's a stunning uh, art gallery. And uh, uh, yeah, well, hey, if you guys. Uh, are watching us on uh, Facebook Live or YouTube. Uh, Haley just thought this ended up becoming a TV show all of a sudden. Hey, we're on radio. <laughs> hey, we're here. We're here with Allison, and uh, she's uh, Met Council Tribal Liaison of the Twin Cities. And I was just asking uh, before. Uh, I guess I broke a little early there. We had to talk a little bit before during the music, but uh, just a little bit about that acknowledgement. That sounds interesting. To, it, what what more can you tell us about the air, land, and water uh, and people acknowledgement? Yeah, I think um, the idea behind it, well, one came from Lemoyne LaPointe, a, a great leader here in the cities. And um, But really what it is, is that's what's in, in our purview for Met Council is so um really want to and now that chair the chair presented that at MIAC at the meeting this past wednesday and we had comments um that that 
it was an appreciation for that, that we're including all that, knowing that they're all connected. And um, especially with Met Council having, um, we do land planning with the cities and counties. We do parks with land. Um, we do water treatment. We deal directly with the Mississippi, with the St. Croix. And so having all that included in the acknowledgement, along with the people, the residents, the tribal citizens, everyone, and just keeping um, that as a priority. And that is what, and really as Native peoples, that's what along with the animals that, you know, we are all connected and it's just, it goes to show that with the, with the acknowledgement. I think that is what we're, we're leading with there. That's exciting too. And I, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about this too, that uh, all our, our allies out there have been colonized too at one time or another. And we all believe this, the same thing that uh, uh, our animals, our relatives and the water is life and uh, mother earth and father sky and all those things uh, before they were colonized. So we welcome everyone back to the tribe, so to speak. Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, we're hoping that the land acknowledgement really helps staff and residents and the tribes know um, I think what is happening with this and why it really came about was um, there's something that the Met Council is, um, we, we're called it like, I guess we're called like a subdivision of the state. So we're not necessarily a state agency, but we are um, created by the governor's office. And so one of the things that we have to do is a regional plan. And we have to do that every 10 years. So our next one is coming up. It's called Imagine 2050. And it uh, I believe it'll be completed um, by the end of this year, early next year. And so one of the things that we're looking at is how do we maybe I'd like to say like indigenize some of the policies that would mm -hmm. be in there and um, looking at each policy and going, how does this how does this relate to the tribes and um, Prairie Island and Shakopee are within our metro area. And so how can we involve them and and really get their leadership and advice on, on really what is happening within their counties? And um, so I think that this land acknowledgement will um, be a way that we can um, place that within the, the guide and um, really showcase what our commitment is for the next 10 years. That That's exciting. And I, you know, what's happened here, I believe in the last uh, 10 years is that we've had a really good acceleration of, uh, as you put it, indigenizing things. And uh, it's really exciting. In many, many ways, it's a really exciting time to be native or indigenous or whatever, whatever you call yourself, uh, just to see these positive changes happening in local government and sometimes national government too. Right. I feel like we are leaders here um, within the country with, with um, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. Mm -hmm. She has made so many changes and um, really brought the tribes up with her along the way, which um, we really appreciate when we're really seeing in Minnesota. Yeah. I agree. And two, we got to give a little credit too to our, uh, first it was Susan Allen uh, breaking the ceiling there as a state legislator. And then also uh, state Senator Mary Kunish was a state yes. rep. And then we have Heather yeah. Keeler and now, and uh, and a couple others too. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Kunish has been um, amazing, especially with libraries too. Um, she does really wonderful work. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we have uh, representation and uh, it, it's a bummer. And I think you run in, run into this sometimes, too, with your past jobs is that you have to uh, educate people about who we are and that we're still here. And it sounds like uh, you have an easier way with the Met Council because they do know. Yeah, they do. Um, and if if they, and they know that they don't know it all, but they're willing to learn, which is the first step. Um, and I think that with a land acknowledgement too, um, that's another another step to to increasing knowledge, especially for our residents. One of the comments that we got was that we um, 
and alongside educating our staff, we need to be educating our residents. And I think I really would like to see us be innovative. I'm not sure if anybody knows um, the bus that Metro Transit has it's by Marlena Miles with the. Oh, Wigar. yeah. Yeah, on Dakota land. And um, what what is really interesting with that is that um, the one of the bus drivers that ended up on that was actually native. And um, so it was just by chance. I don't think that anybody knew, Um, (laughs) but it would be really nice to see that kind of education for residents continuing. Like, how can we expand on that and um, really let people know whose land this this was and is and um how can met council support that with with our buses our trains um there's so many different things that with the met council does and um how to how to really increase visibility for us you know there's there's so many streets and areas and parks that are named uh after native american uh whether it's uh the Lakota Kota name or Ishinabe or even Ho-Chunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think people realize that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a whole listing. I, I forget what I did with it, but it's really interesting in, in here in the metro how many names. Nokomis mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, something, too, that the Met Council can look at, too. and uh, Definitely. Do, Especially do with our yeah, mm-hmm. right. Do some history. And you, while I was saying that, I remember, too, with the Kate Beans push on uh, changing uh, Bidet Makaska from uh, Lake yeah. Calhoun, which was huge and natural now, but it was a, it was a big thing in the beginning. And I know here, uh, a junior high that I went to in St. Paul, it used to be called Ramsey Junior High. They changed the name because the students wanted the name change yes. because they know... Uh, uh, what Alexander Ramsey did to to uh, African Americans and Native Americans uh, in his regime as uh, a lawmaker here in Minnesota, right? And I think I think what would be up next um, is here in Minneapolis public is I, I think there's a school after Pratt, and so it would be nice to to see that changed as well. Who did um, it was Carlisle boarding school Mm. wow really yeah so i know it it when covid happened it kind of stalled um but i don't think it changed the name just yet so um i could be wrong um but i know that was was up next um for minneapolis public schools i I believe it's over northeast and that's a a land back that's another definition of land back for us Right, right allison exactly agreed you know, and I think a lot of people think that we want to uh, get certain lands back or whatever, and it's more of a perception. It's it, and it can be physically the land back too. Right, it's an all-encompassing, right? Definite, uh, but it can mean many, many things. But changing the name back to what it was, and and getting a. Uh, a bad person off it, whether it's a lake or a school or a street. Uh, I think it, it, it's common sense, and I, and I really believe. Again, I've been talking like the last ten years. I've just seen so many so many things change in a good way. And granted, we have a way long way to go. And mm-hmm. uh, but we like talking about this on Native Roots Radio because we have so many allies listening to the show across the country that uh, that we run into Haley and I and Wendy and. We run into them and they're just really excited to hear the history that, that it wasn't taught to them and what's going on in right. the Indian country because it affects everybody. Yeah. There is the, the Shakopee um, grants that are going on right now for, and mm-hmm. I think Shakopee has been a huge supporter of, um, with the Understand Native Minnesota campaign. It's been really wonderful. And it's um, the, the reviews of the grants are going on right now. And I think that is a wonderful way to get change within our classrooms. So it'll be exciting yeah. to see what comes from that. Yeah, language uh, grants that they've been given out too uh, in the last mm-hmm. year. I, I saw that. Yeah, uh, yeah no, we, we uh, hope, and I know you were at the To Banish Forever a book reading, and we hope that uh, 
Minnesota takes lightly on to Ho-Chunk when it comes to Native history here in the state. And uh, that's why I think it's important to have a, a book like that out there about the banishment of uh, the Ho-Chunk people and, and how that went down and, uh, and be part of uh, Minnesota history and not be afraid to, to face history the, the way it happened and, and, uh, and look at it that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Face reality. And, and once we, we can acknowledge it and see what happens and move on from it, it can be healing. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Allison, I want to just say a big peeny geeky thank you for being on. And, uh, Always, uh, uh, thank you for the short notice for coming on too. Oh, I really appreciate that. Anytime. Right on, yeah, it's and uh, a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and we want to, you know, make this kind of often whenever you can come on and give us some updates. But I thought it was really fun to to connect with you, especially with uh, uh, how you're enjoying your job and what I'm seeing uh, on your Facebook. Uh, it's exciting, and we're excited for you. Oh, thank you so much, Robert. Thank you, Haley. All right. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, the liaison for the Met Council, Allison, uh, Twin Cities here. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio. We'll be back after this short break. Please stay with us. Life can be hard. Sometimes it feels like there's no answers, like there's no way out. Hennepin County's Cope Mobile Crisis Response is here to listen and help you find a way through whatever is going on in your life. Call 612-596-1223 for no-cost crisis support anytime, anywhere in Hennepin County. That number is 612-596-1223. The City of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis Air. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into top so much more. Tune in to me, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Is your remote workforce putting your company at risk? Cyber criminals are targeting your employees with COVID-19 inspired emails and attacking businesses like yours. Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. Rymark has the tools and expertise to enable your employees to work securely from home. If you need help getting your staff to work remotely and securely, call 651-328-8900 or go to rymarkit.com. That's 651-328-8900 or rymarkit.com. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? How? How, 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 It's funny, uh, uh... Lucy, the cat here on, in the studio, busted through the door and started, uh, I don't know, it's not a howl. It's kind of a scary scream that she does now, but uh, she was right on cue. Could you hear her? Oh, yeah. She wants to be included. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Lucy Lou, she's so cute. Um, well, that was, I always love when Allison comes on, Allison Waco, in our last couple segments there. Um, before we had Allison on, we were talking about some local events going on, but um, there is something going on right now, which has been going on, um, I think, since uh, 10 a.m. this morning. It goes on until 8 p.m., so this is something going on in Little Earth. It is a medallion workshop uh, today, right now, until 8 p.m., and um, teens and adults are welcomed. Beating supplies are provided, so that's really, really cool. Um, this is happening at 2501 Cedar Avenue, Minneapolis, um, in the group room. 
Dang, that sounds like uh, something to really uh, go in and do. That's uh, I know, right? That's, that's, I feel like you would learn. There's no better place to learn. Right. I mean, I've looked at uh, videos, and it, what's interesting, too, I, I want to say this about medallions and earrings. Uh, when you buy them, we talk about this all the time, but when you buy them, ask who made these. Uh, right. When they're in a store like a Native Ritz Trading Post or any other pop-up, uh, and especially the fair because there's so much uh, uh, appropriated stuff out there when it comes to uh, Native American. It's American, Native American uh, inspired, but really that means Native American stolen. And I have a couple of medallions. One's from Nolan, a former student of mine who made a big, big eagle. And there are some imperfections in it, and it was done on purpose. Each each bead has a prayer in it, but also if you look closely at it, there is a different color white uh, white beads in there. So if yeah. this was made in China, it would be perfect. You know, there would no not be any imperfections. So I always look for that too. Right, and that's a good point, too. And I always like to know the names of um, the jewelry or the earrings that I'm buying, too. Just, you know, when people ask and they're like, oh, wow, that's, you know, a really beautiful medallion or earrings, where'd you get it? And I was just, you know, like pointing them in the right direction to, you know, another sale for uh, that artist to make, too. Yeah, definitely. And there, there's things all around, but if you're you're in the, I, I just saw today, I was at uh, the Neighborhood Cafe, Haley, and uh, Lisa, who used to work for the store, uh, and she also was, you know, I always kid with her that she was like, when she worked for us a couple years ago when we were down at Dayton's, that she was like the employee of the month, but also uh, customer of the year, because she bought a lot of stuff as she was working, and she was wearing the resin uh, cedar earrings uh, that you know, Micah and and uh, the twins made, and uh, they look yeah. great. And she said, I've had about 10 people ask me about these. Right, right. And that sounds like me. I would be a customer and employee of the month. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you already are here with Native Roots Radio. Oh, well, thanks, Pina Gigi. <laughs> well, besides our full moon ceremonies taking place tonight, um, like I mentioned, NAC has one in Minneapolis going on, American Indian Family Center tonight in Afton, Minnesota. We have um, a few other things going on this weekend. I know there is a huge um, powwow happening out in Sloan, Iowa, Dega. So fill up your, your car and maybe we'll head on down. But this will be tomorrow, February 24th at the Winnevegas Event Center. This is the winter celebration, last bear moon powwow. Uh, is it's this at, Winnebago? Yeah, it must be. It's at their uh, casino. Mm -hmm. um, well, get that war pony gassed up, Haley, and get that uh, front windshield fixed and... Uh, I'll bring my pillow and let's go. Hey, I'll yeah. Sleeping in the passenger seat, that's why I'll bring the pillow. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we both need our windshields fixed, which <laughs> yeah. is always that time of the year, you know, those rocks hit your windshield. Which is really ghetto. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's luckily we have insurance and, you know, it's always good. That's why you have that. But that'll be fun. Uh, the Winnevegas powwow, last bear moon, winter celebration. Wish we could make it. Um, what else is going on? We have something going on in Bemidji tomorrow for our Bemidji relatives and friends. This is the Snow Snake Community Potluck Feast and Giveaway. And um, so this apparently is a tournament, uh, the Snow Snakes tournament, but uh, due to the lack of snow in Bemidji, it is now the feast and celebration. So this will be at the Rail River Folk School in Bemidji, Minnesota, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, February 24th from 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, feel free to bring a dish and or gifts to share with the community. If conditions allow, they will play games for fun. So yeah, bring you your need, snow stakes. You need a... Uh, uh a lot of snow for that and it's basically your snow snake is a well varnished stick and some are pointy and some are not and then you whip it down the the trail and uh, whoever goes the furthest wins and i know it's a lot of fun but it, it comes from hunting i guess uh 
using using that as a, a weapon and then it became or the pole as a weapon and then it became known as the snow sta- snake god that's hard for me to say snow i snake. know snow snake snow snake snake yeah. no uh and you whip it down there and i had an opportunity to do some with uh some ho-chunk youth here last year but again we have weather here in the Twin Cities uh, that should be, we should have like four, I look at my Facebook and we should have like uh, six feet of snow out there and it should be cold and uh, and right now we got grass turning green and it's unbelievable here. It was 60 degrees. I was in Madison a couple or just yesterday and it was 61 degrees there. I know. Well, I know. I'll be heading out to Washington, D.C. Uh, next week and I know when I leave it'll be 60 here. And sunny. <laughs> yeah, you got to so. keep on. You got to keep on reminding me too that you're leaving because uh, you know the the show is going to fall apart if you're you're not around. Hopefully, you can work on the road on your vacation. Just kidding. Oh yeah, we'll we'll hook in <laughs> on the on the on the plane and we'll do the show there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did one outside of McDonald's yesterday. How did that sound? Actually, really good. You know, shout out to McDonald's for that really great free Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. And I was in one of those, uh, I don't know if you've been to a McDonald's lately, but they have these like online kind of places where you can pull up and park and they'll bring out the food to you. Well, I was there yeah. and somebody was trying to bring me like four green malts or something. And I said, oh. no, no, it wasn't me. It isn't me. The Shamrock Shakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're out now. <laughs> Yeah, well, there was four of them ready to come to uh, my car while I was sitting in the passenger seat uh, doing this great show. And uh, Robert was on fire yesterday, by the way, too. Yeah, Robert Lilligren, uh, who's usually on most of our Thursdays, is always a really great guest. So uh, check out all of the shows that he's on. Um, but going back to the Winnevegas powwow, um, if you can't make it down there to uh, Sloan, Iowa, um, you can uh, stream it on the Big Voice 100.9 FM, and they will be also live streaming that on their YouTube channel. That is uh, Winnebago, the Big Voice. Wow, excellent. And uh, as everybody knows, our relatives live down there, and uh, we're, we're all related. And, uh, you know, we got Ho-Chunk and the removal of Ho-Chunk from Wisconsin to Minnesota to Nebraska. And uh, our relatives are there in uh nebraska and the iowa area down there hey if you're listening to the show you're part of the resistance from chief plenty coops the ground in which we stand on is sacred ground it is the blood of our ancestors we need to resist divest join a group run for office vote and all those other things you know it's times times are coming here where we need to really get out there and help people register we're still here we are the seventh generation and free Leonard Peltier. Wow.